0: Hello, welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don at DNA, where we bring the facts about sports. And if you don't agree, say so. Call in 404-603-8770. Is the number to call in once again, 404-603-8770. We are live on Meta. <laughs> Still, right now. Metta Saniford book. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you're tuned in visually, you can see uh, I'm by myself, Aces, somewhere in the Maldives or somewhere, Dubai or something, so we're going to have to ask G to, to chime in with us tonight as we get into our list of uh, topics on NFL. we already week 11, aren't we? Yeah. Already week 11. Um, give some mid-season grace to so- see who's trending in the right direction to make the playoffs. We'll get into some... NCAA college football and basketball is in full swing. we got something that hasn't happened in years in the women's side of the of college basketball between a number one and number two. And uh, NBA, of course, Hawks play tonight. The Oklahoma City Thunder, I want to say in town. And of course, we'll talk about the throw them bows that happened <laughs> 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 yesterday. Uh, that's, that's your guy. And we'll put a, um, right. a bow mm-hmm. and wrap up. That is your guy. Mm-hmm. LeBron is your guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you got that. <laughs> and we kind of put a bow and wrap up everything as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. We were holding off until all the awards came out. So we'll we'll discuss that. Uh, but let's talk about golf uh, a little bit. They are currently in their off season right now. You have a couple of uh, small tournaments that players will put on and some charity events but tiger himself released a video of him what you are already laughing
1: it was 3 seconds <laughs> it was only 3 seconds long
0: and it got people excited he hit a shot <laughs> there was a bucket of balls to the right of him he was clearly at the driving range and he proceeded to in the 3 seconds clip hit Take one swing. He was obviously favoring um, his left leg. Uh, I think it was the right one that he hurt, so he's yeah. obviously favoring the left one, putting more weight on that. Which you don't want to do as a golfer, but it's understandable. Um The reason why I got people excited because we didn't know we knew he was alive, first of all, after the crash. That's about it. The severity of it, uh, anytime they bring out the terminology and the equipment called Jaws of Life you know its serious it's not something that they can just wiggle a door, maneuver a door and pull somebody out and I think because of that we didn't know whether he would walk again and here on this show we had mentioned the best thing, not even worry about getting back to competitive golf just being able to walk first of all and then second, maybe you can play around with your son or and daughter, especially Charlie, who he played a match with last year. And Charlie played extremely well in that particular match. So just doing those small things in the grand scheme of things would be huge. And I think that – and that tournament is coming up in a couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. Doubt that he plays, you know, you never know in the father-son duo, but he could play. And this was just encouraging to see that, yes, he could, you know, play around with his son if he could. Obviously, taking a cart is no way he would be able to walk uh, 18 holes, I would say, right now, or the course of 18 holes in four days for an actual tournament. But, of course, you know, people are already projecting him to come back for the Masters because it's the all? it's the masters I, yeah but <laughs> yeah but it, when, when was
1: this accident march of this year okay so it's been about eight months right
0: i want to say um
1: of february 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 23rd okay, so almost nine months nine months y'all y'all expected too much <laughs> you expected too much if you expected to play in the masters I mean yeah it'd be a great story for a movie oh it's built <laughs> but, for a movie but yeah. I think that's it's unrealistic to think you'll play the masters I but it it's may, Tiger
0: Woods y'all I,
1: I, I understand that. <laughs> it may be unrealistic for him to play at all in 2022, honestly. Uh, if he is, you know, he'll be 46 by then. Yeah, he turns 46 to end of this year. Okay, so, yeah, he'll be close to 47 uh, next season. When, and he's trying to get back to what? To what exactly? To what? I, I, it's, it's not. He's not going to be. You know. He he has struggled with so many injuries before. Uh, before the accident, and yeah, he won the Masters. He he had a great weekend. He had he had a couple of great weekends, but for him to, he's not going to be what he was twenty years ago. That's that's not going to happen, and that's so rare for um, guys on for golfers on both on either side of 35 to be great on both sides of 35. So uh, it's y'all asking for a lot for him
0: to play the match. <laughs> so you want everyone to temper their expectations.
1: Yeah. If he comes back in 2023 and still wants to play and he got, and it, he has a, something left. You know, I mean, I would want to see it. I want him to see. I want him to win one more major, at least it one It sounds
0: more. like you're trying to come but, over to the hate that you all were trying to give me about him, and not winning and stuff like that. No, for me, it's not about like. For me, it's
1: just about seeing him out there. Right. I want to see him out there. I, I want to see him win. I want to, you know, I want to see him compete, and because I know he is still the guy that drives the TV ratings on oh, Sunday. Good. Uh, no one else does it. No one else even comes close. So, yeah, I want to see him out there. But for him to play the Masters in four months, come on, y'all. <laughs> y'all asking for too much. You, you, you,
0: after three seconds, huh? At three, three, three seconds? Three seconds. <laughs> okay, so if he turns 46 at the end of this year, we go a full golf year, that'll be. 47 this time next year going into you say 2023 47 years old yeah he's only 3 well he's he's still close to 50 and being able to play on the champions tour but still that's that's a lot to ask for someone to your point the injuries he's already sustained the fact that he had bone on bone playing 18 holes in the playoffs of the US Open instead of going back to a particular hole in the U.S. Open, if there's a playoff, you play a full 18. So, having done that, coming back quickly from that, the incident that happened over the, <laughs> with the his wife taking a five iron to his car, coming back from those injuries, and now this, which was much more serious than both of those, he's shown he's come back each and every time, and I think that's the expectation that people have. Not only has he come back and won a tournament, he's come back and won a major each time that right. he's been out from a serious injury and has come back. And just to put in perspective, he's still chasing Jack Nicholas 18. Tiger's stuck on 15 right now. I think the next closest person is seven, six or seven. Um, I
1: don't know. Phil has no, either, six. Either way, um,
0: but just put it in perspective: the next closest person is nine away from a major. Who you say?
1: Um, the next closest is nine. Nine. Uh, I'm sorry, eleven. Walter Hogan. Walter Hagen has, Walter 11. Hagen has eleven. Ben okay. Hogan and Gary Player have nine each. Gary Player had nine. Okay,
0: so anyone currently playing now is so far behind on just winning majors then that the only one who's like active
1: at least in PGA tournaments is Mickle- Phil Mickelson
0: at 6, six. <laughs> so he's 9 ahead of Phil who's currently as you mentioned active and playing and who just finished up his first year on the champions tour which is 50 or older, you can play in the Champions Tour. You can still compete on the PGA, which congratulations to fulfill for winning um, this year a major, even at that age. But to be able to play on the Champions Tour, to do both, which is only a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's not a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so it's one less day. He's always come back and won a major after an, an injury. And Looking at the people on the list and below, they're struggling just to win events, let alone majors. So I think that he obviously put that out there because people were wondering, how's he doing? There was a clip of him, I think a couple of weeks ago on crutches, and then one time he was without crutches walking around. So the progress of just walking was getting better, being able to put weight on his hurt leg that he sustained during the the car accident. But now it's, how can I play? So the expectation of coming back for him, I would say, is to win a major. He's still chasing that elusive 18. And he's shown that he can do it. Now, I think for most people, just to win a tournament would say he's back. You on the other hand with your hate. It's not hate. You just want to see them make the cut. Just make it to the weekend. With that success of I'm I'm back. We got,
1: Hater. How is that hate? <laughs> <laughs> y'all understand like I understand golf is a hard game, okay? Extremely hard. Like I said the the next person, the next active person with as far as majors, majors. one has six. And
0: then the next one is Rory McIlroy with four. Uh, I don't know how many. I don't know if he's ever going to win again. <laughs> yeah, Roy may not. <laughs> so hopefully he does. I like Roy. Roy is one of my favorite players.
1: Because Tiger is one of the greatest, or so a lot of people may consider him the greatest golfer who ever lived. You know, you want. Uh, I would. I want. I would want to see him win, right? But I'm just saying, like this upcoming Masters is too, too soon. soon. <laughs> it's just too soon. So going forward, like if he if he if it's Masters, it's too soon, and then he ends up playing in the in the Open or the U.S. Open next year, that's great. But I know he what he's he's that kind of wants to play at a high level, and I don't think until he's completely ready. I mean, I'm I don't want the there be to be public pressure for him to go out there in March in a, in a few months to play the Masters uh after the accident. So I that's too soon. And if it's twenty twenty three, then I'm I'll be excited to see him
0: out there. The Masters would be too soon. I agree. Because that is an extremely hilly course to walk. Even when you're not just playing, just to walk it is extremely and of course they're not carrying their own bags but still it's hard to see it a lot of times on TV but there's so many peaks and valleys in it that it will put a strain on him I, I, I do think that he will probably I will say around springtime enter a tournament just to get an idea where his health is And hopefully it'll be one that is somewhat flat and a link style course where, you know, moving from one, two box to the other after you finish uh, on the green is fairly seamless. So hopefully he'll pick a course like that that won't be hilly, play that, uh, I'm pretty sure being old. <laughs> Warmth is better. <laughs> you know? So it will probably be, a course, uh, West Coast, maybe uh, California or somewhere here in the South where, you know, it'll be warm and conditions be favorable. Ball will fly a lot further, which will be <laughs> important when you're trying to get your swing back going and, and playing on a course. So I, I hopefully he'll pick one like that just to gauge where his progress is. Play one tournament, see how well he does. Hopefully make the cut and bring in money. Like you say, he he doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. Yeah. But to bring in that kind of revenue for TV as well as fans to be able to see it and then shut it back down, work on what you need to work on and then be ready for 2023 for that particular masters which is always the first major of the year which is the first full week of april but not this year i agree with you you just hating on him but i agree with you
1: how am i hating on (laughs) him
0: i want to see it but like that
1: y'all you're asking for too much for him to play the masters in four months
0: that is a lot uh oh speaking of the um Champions Tour, they just finished up. Bernhard Langer won. Uh, won. Oh, I have heard it? that name
1: in a long time. Huh,
0: I know. <laughs> uh, I know he's 64 years old. I want to say this was his sixth time winning on the Champions Tour. Uh, Phil came in hot. He won four of the last six events, Phil did, and he ended up winning the the um, Charles Swab tournament. But he didn't I think Phil won, but Langer, Langhart Langer came in either the second or third. If he had finished fourth or worst, I think Phil wins the wins it for the year. But because he finished, I want to say second, he ended up winning the the overall Champions Tour for this season, which is a huge accomplishment. In that right, usually, and we'll see what happens next year. But once a guy such as the caliber of a field comes in right at 50 they usually dominate because they're so used to playing on the regular pga tour and having playing four days on the weekend now they're only playing three and most of the guys are 60 or older they can come in and kind of dominate but uh, bernhard has since he turned 50 has taken over <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the Tiger Woods of the Champions Tour it right now but um, this week we have the match play that will be with uh, including Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau you mentioned that TV kind of fell off well it kind of picked up about s- late spring when Brooks and um uh, DeChambeau were going at each other, and they were, of course, on the Ryder Cup that won in September. They gave a brief hug for everybody to see, but the the animosity is still there. We'll see what happens during this match play because this is uh, made for TV. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how mic'd up and if anything has to be bleeped out <laughs> <laughs> or anything between the two. I'm pretty sure. Uh, December will try and slow down play just to get under uh Kepka's skin and vice versa. So it'll be interesting to see. Phil, of course, uh, you get to see the, the lighter side of Phil uh, during these uh match plays. So it'll be interesting to see. That'll be Friday afternoon that will take place between those, t- between that foursome. Who do you have winning or who do you like?
1: All right, so which one is this again I'm, i was looking at the the champions tour uh schedule which one am, which the one match play match play um are they just going against each other what's it where are their teams their teams um well from what i've read about uh Bryson recently um i don't know if there were some injuries or he entered a long drive competition which i feel like even though it's kind of the same thing, it's not really. <laughs> so, um, yeah, in that case, I guess I go I go with Brooks to win it.
0: Yeah, I, I think Brooks. Of course, he doesn't have the length that Bryson tries to use, but he he his length will be enough to to. Keep him um, not looking too bad. I, I want to say they're playing in Vegas. Uh, yes, they are. It's in Vegas, but th- that'll keep him close. And then from that point, uh, he's a much he's much better with his irons than Bryson is shampoo So I, I'll give a slight nod to, to Bruce Kepka who also I, I think had a a wrist injury earlier this year.
1: I just hope there's a moment where they're like screaming at each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, mm, mm, mm. But I want to say this is the the fifth time we, we had Phil versus Tiger one year. Yep. Um, Phil was in one with um, Brady and Peyton. That was once. And it was. Barkley was in one. Yeah. uh, Now he does most of the commentating on the other end.
1: uh, Steph Curry was in one. Steph
0: Curry was in. He was in the same one with that one. Yeah, with Barkley. Yeah. And that was it?
1: I think so. And my and Yeah, there was Aaron Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady.
0: Aaron Rodgers and um, Bryson DeShamble were in one. With. with Phil. I think Phil has been in just about all of them. I think them. it
1: was Phil and Aaron Rodgers, wasn't
0: it? It was, no, Aaron Rodgers with Bryson and Shambo Phil was with um, Brady.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, Brady's been in two, and I think Phil has been in all of them, except for this one. If I can remember correctly, yeah. Tiger's been in two.
1: Okay, so the first one was just Tiger versus Phil. Okay. And then the second one was Tiger and Peyton Manning against Phil and Tom Brady. Okay, that's the second one. And then the next year it was, well, a few months later actually. Then it was Phil and Charles Barkley versus Steph and Peyton
0: And Peyton, And Peyton that year.
1: And then earlier this year, Bryson and... Phil. Well, Bryson and Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers and Phil and Tom Brady. Bryson, yeah. okay. And this time it's just Bryson. And just Bryson, Bryson yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like you said, we haven't had a, a just a true one-on-one until the very first one, which is Tiger Phil. But, I mean, this is what people want to see, is these two, to see how that all turns out. So... I'll be glad to see it.
1: I, yeah, I just, you know, some... Somebody yells at somebody for playing too slow or um, something like that. Just any reason to start yelling at each other.
0: Over under somebody gets cussed out? Uh, over. Oh. I, 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 because I want to see it, oh. I'm gonna, I would mm, I would say mm, it's mm. going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, t- Tiger, continue to get better. We'll see what happens um, on your return. And once again, congratulations to Hart Langer on winning the Champions Tour. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got baseball to discuss. This is DNA Sports Talk. This 1100 AM. Be right back. <laughs> Hello, this is DNA Sports Talk. This is Donna D and DNA. This
1: is Ace of the A and DNA.
0: Make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on... Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on... Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on... Facebook. DNA Sports Talk on... Snapchat. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Our website.
1: www.dnasportstalk.com
0: Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best gnarling style food in Atlanta. 30309 Enjoy food and life. And now an important message from Jerry Rice.
1: As a career wide receiver, I've been hit hard. But no training nor practice prepared us for the devastation of COVID-19. Thankfully, there is hope. Even with multiple vaccines available, we still have to work together until everyone is safe. We all win. When we unite to prevent.
0: For more information, visit unite to prevent.org. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that no matter the time of the day and no matter what day of the week, East Coast, West Coast, all points
1: in between, we are always on. So go to your app store and download the Real 1100 app and listen wherever and whenever. The Real, Real, the Real. Real. <laughs> Drop top horse, rolling on my wrist. Up and, my chain. Cardi B, straight, straight, and now, back to D- D- DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE
0: 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to the DNA Sports Talk. We're the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. 404-603-8770 is the number to call in. Once again, 404-603-8770. Live on Meta, whatever was known as face off Facebook whatever the the the, fa- the, the Facebook the, met, the meta the meta book of faces <laughs> I can go with that the meta book of faces that'll work okay Uh to lead off the top of the show we were talking about Tiger Woods and his return uh, some people here were making fun of his only three second clip but he is back to hitting now, off people acting
1: to the three second clip <laughs>
0: E.O.R., isn't that the same?
1: No. I don't fault him for posting the clip, but how people extrapolate so much (laughs) from a three-second
0: clip. (laughs) He about to win five majors. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going to get to the (laughs) dub. Oh, my goodness. Let's go baseball. We're going to wrap up things with all the awards that were handed out in Major League Baseball. Uh, if we look at the golding, the gold glove winners in the American League, you had Keiko uh, for the White Sox, who used to be here in Atlanta, home of the world champion, Atlanta Braves, still being called Braves for now. Because you saw where Cleveland officially changed their name to Guardians, so they're no longer the Indians. They are officially the Cleveland Guardians. And I think that dates back to guards of the city somehow I know it's on the bridge leading over to the stadium that that's one of the the nicknames it, it came from that alright I'll, I'll take your word for it <laughs> <laughs> true story true story we <laughs> 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 say true story true story it's something that has to do with that but yes they are now the Guardians, but yes, world champion Atlanta Braves. We can say that for now, still doing the chop for now. We'll see how long that lasts as well. But yes, Dallas Keiko, uh, and uh, for the White Sox, Sean Murphy, catcher for the A's. You got um, Guerrero, first base for the Astros, Marcus Simeon. See, I said his name right this time, didn't call him that other name. <laughs> <laughs> for the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Chapman also from the A's at third base. Carlos Guerrera of the Astros, who is being extremely sought after in free agency. The Tigers manager met him. For, you okay, know, it, was t- it was a Tigers. It was a Tigers manager, yeah, AJ Hinch. AJ Hinch, correct. Took a picture this weekend. Well, somebody took a picture of him and Carlos Guerrero at. I don't know if it was a restaurant or somewhere, but they were sitting down. Had to be a restaurant because uh, AJ said that he had an omelet there, that it was breakfast, it wasn't lunch, and that he was only going there to deliver a baby gift to him and his, I think, fiance. But they're expecting their first child, um, Carlos Guerrero. So he said he was only there to deliver a baby gift. It was not a pitch to come to the Tigers' Because he was he was there with the Astros. I want to say AJ. Yeah,
1: he was there. He was the man he was the manager when they won the World Series. Series, Right. And he was fired after the whole cheating thing. Yeah. And he was suspended by Major League Baseball for a year. Right when the Dodgers won the World Series, the the Tigers called
0: him (laughs) (laughs) like thirty minutes after and hired him so he was saying hey it's nothing but you know just dropping off a gift like I know him
1: okay so real quick with the, with the guardians it's named after the guardians of traffic which is eight large art deco statues on the Hope Memorial Bridge located, located close
0: to the field see I knew it was something in there it, it was something with a bridge it was, it was so a, with a bridge yes <laughs> <laughs> but yes they. I think they announced that Thursday of last week, that is their—that's their official name now. Yeah,
1: there was a, a lawsuit filed by um, a men's roller derby team called the Cleveland Guardians, but they have come to an agreement um, that they can both use the name.
0: How much of an agreement? That is undisclosed. Disclosed. <laughs> <laughs> do they? Do, does the group get uh, free tickets for games or something? I'm sure that's part of it. Like, if you want to use our name, we need to have, what, 10 seats every game?
1: I think that makes sense. Yeah.
0: For life. <laughs> but, I mean, whoever the 10 people are, you know, this is your... Row, or whatever, or you know, two rows with you know, so many seats each. But yeah, for yeah. life.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then you know, some also some kind of compensation. I'm sure they probably want to get new uniforms or easy to travel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they got a new bus. <laughs> a new a new spanking new charter bus. There you go. Yeah, I, I, I think I think some, a few concessions can be made. Can be made
0: for them to um, both uh, use the name. For, yeah, because I'm sure. Well, hopefully it's filed somewhere in Cleveland, the naming rights for that, which is why they were able to, depending on how much leverage they have.
1: Um, it was filed in the U.S. District Court for Northern District of Ohio. Yeah. Um. And that they they actually weren't the first to try to be the Guardians, as far as the the baseball team. Two other teams tried to call, two other entities at least tried to call themselves the Guardians uh, by filing with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office.
0: But it wasn't the right one, though. (laughs) They weren't big enough. That's what that stands for.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably you know some paperwork being held up, right? <laughs> and then the the baseball team comes along.
0: They like, oh, okay, now we can make uh, an exception at this point. Yeah, we was, can both share the name. It's probably like a wiffle ball team that, that <laughs> trying to be the
1: Guardians first.
0: <laughs> Man, not wiffle <wolf> ball. <laughs> uh, left field was uh, Kansas City's Andrew Benintendi. Center field was Michael Taylor of the Royals, and. Joey Gallo and Rife for the Texas Rangers were your American League Gold Glove winners Internationally right here Max Fried, pitcher for the Atlanta Braves uh, Jacob Stallings for the Padres was the catcher first bait Paul Goldsmith Cincinnati uh, second base was the oh Stallings is on the Pirates Pirates, Pirates, thank you yeah. Pirates uh, Tony Edman, second base third base Nolan Arenado left... I think that's his eighth straight I think it is and then you got Tyler O'Neill, left field and then center field Harrison uh, batter all from the St. Louis Cardinals I think they tied a record by having the most gold glove winners in a year oh, Yeah, uh,
1: they had five
0: yep yeah Shortstop was uh, Brandon Crawford, and right field was Adam Duvall, who, with the Braves, came over from the, was it Miami Marlins?
1: Uh, Yes.
0: Yeah, from the Marlins uh, that he came over from. So, yeah, St. Louis, uh, very impressive having that many um, go-go's, which means they were great on defense. However... Still gotta do a better job of making the playoffs for one because the Brewers won the division. And well they I mean well they made the wild card. The one game. (laughs) Hey, it's tough, man. That much defense, and that's all you can do?
1: And the defense was so great, I guess the offense was so not enough (laughs) that they fired the manager. (laughs) We don't need all this defense.
0: We need we runs. We need to run some <laughs> runs, right. Uh, speaking of offense, uh, the Silver Slugger Awards went to uh, first baseman Freddie Freeman and Ozzy Albies at second base. So the Braves had two in the outfield, and they also pitcher Max Freed. Um, so Max Freed not only had a Golden Glove, but he had a Silver Slugger, uh, Slugger Award. Um, Austin Riley as well for the Braves at third. Tatis Jr. at short, Juan Soto, uh, Nick Castellanos of Cincinnati, Bryce Harper. We'll get to him in a second. And, of course, catcher Buster Posey with your Silver Sluggers. Uh, Again, Buster Posey retiring uh, from the Giants. So congratulations to him. And we'll also talk about Hall of Fame in a second. But he's obviously going to be first ballot. Well, I won't say first because we – well – I doubt that he'll be first ballot. He will eventually get in, but it won't be first ballot. Uh, In American League, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. at first. Uh, Simeon also uh, took home a silver slugger at second. Uh, Short was Bogateras. Outfielder was uh, Mullins for the Orioles. Big Judd from the Yankees. Uh, Hernandez from the Rangers. Salvador Perez catcher for the Kansas City Royals and the DH was uh, Shoney Ohtani of the Angels so looking at the American League MVP it went to Ohtani which kind of expected but Black Guerrero his numbers were so close to Ohtani which made the the race a lot closer than it probably would have been in any other year but the fact that Ohtani just did Literally everything as far as batting and pitching, it was, it should have been a unanimous yeah. um for him as AL MVP. And he's the first Japanese born player to win AL MVP since I want to say Ichiro. Ichiro, Ichiro. him and Ichiro share that. Uh, he hit 257 with 46 home runs. Um, his on base percentage was 372. And the crazy part he was 9-2 and two as a pitcher. <laughs> in 23 starts, he was 9-2 and two and only had an earned run average of 3.18, which a lot of pitchers would kill to have <laughs> <laughs> at any point in their career to have a year like that. And this man hit 46 home runs while pitching as well. So now... The Angels have had a run at um, MVPs because Trouts won it the last couple of years, I want to say, and now Otani. Um, I think,
1: um let's see, AL MVP. Um, well, Trouts won it three times. Uh, He hasn't won it back to back. He won it he 2019. It okay, 2019,
0: and 2016
1: and 2014. So, he's won it three times. Um, I think this is the now fifth time Mm -hmm. that someone from the Angels, well, no, six, counting Don Baylor. And, yeah, so the sixth time someone from the Angels has won MVP.
0: Okay. Then in the National League, it was Bryce Harper. Um, he hit 309, 35 home runs, 84 RBIs, and uh, 141 games. And I say that to I help everyone understand the stats once again. He batted 309, 35 home runs, 84 RBIs, and the Phillies did not make the playoffs. Now, there was another person who batted 303, 33 home runs, 107 RBIs, and I think they were fourth or fifth, I think, fourth in MVP voting, or got like a couple of fourth place votes. And their team made the playoffs. Who would you have had? Bryce Harper or Player A? Um... 309-35 84 303-33 107. I like I like player A. Player A? Player A is Austin Riley for the I Atlanta Braves. So. <laughs> and especially with um Acuna going out and being hurt, like that's when Riley really picked it up and propelled the Braves. To not only making it in the playoffs, obviously go on and win the World Series, but for your team to the playoffs. I understand this is a regular season award. I give some type of merit or credit to having your team in the playoffs.
1: Uh, it was interesting that Austin Riley finished. Oh, you say he finished fourth? Or well, yeah. he
0: got some fourth place votes, I want to say. Uh, he finished overall. He finished seventh. Seventh. OK, uh, so he only got yeah. like fourth, fourth place votes then.
1: It's hard. Um, yeah, well, it didn't show the how many exactly. Mm-hmm. They just have a percentage. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he finished seventh. And uh, I mean, Fernando Tatis uh, was third. His team didn't make the playoffs. Juan Soto was second. His team didn't make the playoffs. I mean, that, I guess that's kind of a little bit of the issue that I have with the award is that it doesn't go necessarily to someone who's the most valuable to their team's success. It just goes to the player who you think had the best season.
0: But again, so 309 and 303, that's 0.06, .006 percentage as far as batting. That's the difference literally in two hits over 162 games. was it 33 to 35 home runs? Mm -hmm. But so that's really close. But where it, the glaring difference is Bryce Harper having only 84 RBIs to Austin Riley having 107. That, that huge gap.
1: I think what they're also looking at here and because it's going to be the advanced numbers on this, you know, how that's how Mike Trout keeps winning (laughs) war machine. (laughs) Uh, One is the uh, slugging percentage, Bryce Harper, 615, Austin Riley, 531. Uh, On base percentage, Bryce Harper, uh, 1,044, Austin Riley, 898. So he gets on base more. He gets
0: on base more. But you ain't winning. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying, like. it's blasphemy that he should be in seven. Even if you do give it to Bryce Harper, which they did at least have him second, no more than third behind. I can understand how Tatis was in there, but Tatis got hurt for several games, but at least have him second or third.
1: But like I said, that's the thing. Like they, if you're looking at team success, yeah. Austin Riley should be up there. Um, probably Brandon Crawford might be might get more consideration. Um, Freddie Freeman might have gotten a little more consideration. Max Muncie. Um but they just look at who had the best it's really who had the best season overall. They told you before, like A Rod won the award twice with the um well he won it once with the Rangers. And they were last in the division.
0: (laughs) But, I mean, if he had put up awesome numbers that year that just crushed everybody else's, I get it. But you should have, again, we'll say extra credit if your team makes it to the playoffs. So instead of, if we can go down and say most of the numbers are similar, like on-base percentage was higher for Bryce than um Austin Riley, but Austin Riley teammates are cloud. now they're even, so that's one measuring that stick that we take away and then we go to the next stat. Like that. But, hey, I, I'm they're not a voter for it, the best. So.
1: They just go by who has the best season. I mean, that's the only, like, yeah, I understand how, how great Otani was individually, but team success should
0: matter. Yeah. But for Antani's case, he was one of the best pitchers too. Like he right. truly was an and MVP. I understand if that's hard to overlook.
1: <laughs> because like he did what he could. But <laughs> yeah. he, well, he did everything. it on both ends. He, he drove in the runs and stopped
0: the other team. He just wasn't doing it every single night. <laughs> well, he couldn't. He can't you can't pitch every single game. So. But being a DH, he of course was we're in more more games, uh, unless they did the interleague play and played in national league ball. And apart. it's
1: definitely not consistent because last year, Jose Abreu won and Chicago and the White Tucks made the playoffs. Uh, when Mookie Betts won, the Red Sox made the playoffs, playoffs and eventually won the World Series. Um, Altuve won it the year before that. They made the playoffs for the World series. series. So, uh, there's some above the year you re- before that it was Mike Trout and I think they missed the playoffs. Yeah, I missed playoffs.
0: <laughs> so it was so I look went back and looked it up. The Cardinals are the first team to ever have five gold glove winners in a single season. So they were the NL defensive team of the year and uh the Astros were the AL defensive team of the year. I, I think they had three. But yeah, this is the first time that anyone's had five and one. Um Cy Young Award winners. So, any were you surprised or know that that? Excuse me, Corbin uh, Burns won for the Milwaukee Brewers. He um, had an ERA of two point four three and averaged twelve strikeouts uh, over the season.
1: Um, to see that he was how productive he was i think like getting over 200 strikeouts for any pitcher over a full season is very difficult
0: 234
1: i believe that that's even more difficult in today's game because i think um batters are being more aggressive trying to hit the ball out of the park so you're going to have more contact on the ball i think um where you, it may not seem like he's a true Cy Young winner because he didn't win you know 17 18 mm-hmm. games he won 11 games <laughs> uh, but I think the uh, the strikeout numbers and the ERA uh, will really help them and they're going to look at the you know, those advanced numbers like the quality start what kind of run support did he get um, compared to what's reasonable so I um, it it added up for him with the advanced numbers for him to win. It's similar to when like Felix Hernandez won, right? And or he was like five hundred.
0: <laughs> or DeGrom, I think he was like eleven and nine one year, but his earned run average was like oh, one point yeah. nine or something crazy. I'm right he was ten and nine. Ten and nine, okay. And I knew it was like point, just a game over five hundred. One point seven. One point seven, yeah. <laughs>
1: and then the next year, eleven and eight, two point four three. And he had 255
0: strikeouts. Right. But no <laughs> run support. Like, how can you pitch that well and you're barely at 500?
1: Yeah, so like the year I was with Felix Hernandez, he was 13 and 12. 2.27 ERA, 232 strikeouts, but he wasn't getting the run support. That <laughs> and he had a lot of <laughs> quality starts. So the... People will look at the advanced numbers, um, but I guess it's just hard to. But the people who look at those first numbers, the win, the win-loss record, and the ERA, strikeouts, people will look at that first. It's it's just hard to kind of gauge like how good was that pitcher, pitcher, you know? And looking at the advanced numbers and trying to understand what they all mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I I don't know. Was there I, I don't know if we're going to see um, because also include the way that pitchers are handled now to where they're not always going seven, eight, nine innings. They may go five, five just six max, just the way they, just about they might get the decision, but there's still four innings left. Right. <laughs> uh, so they, they may end up with a no decision in that way. Um, and then also the way that, uh, some other teams may play the bullpen game, which we saw a lot in the playoffs. Starting a reliever and bringing in a starter to close the game, or something like that. So uh,
0: that not- really shows the strikeouts are amazing. Yeah, to 234 strikeouts for Burns when, like you say, you're usually being pulled. Even if you're having a good game, unless you're throwing a no hitter about a sixth inning, because then you're a seventh inning guy, your eighth inning guy. Everything has become so specialized now in Major League Baseball, according to analytics, and then you're closing in the ninth, maybe late eighth. To have that many strikeouts in a matter of five in the third inning as opposed to your typical seven to eight back in the day shows a lot. Uh, in the AL, Cy Young Award winner was Robbie Ray of the Blue Jays, he went 13 and seven with a 2.84 earned run average. And he had 248 strikeouts. (laughs) Uh, He beat out Garrett Cole uh, who came in second in that regard. But yeah, again, 13 and seven. And unfortunately for a lot of them, their records won't reflect how well they pitch. Because either the team came back or to your point, you only pitch five innings, so that's it. The game could be tied, zero-zero, or whatever at that particular point, and then you're out, and then here come the backups. <laughs>
1: uh, and this has started, it looks like, in the last just in the last couple of years. I know it was done a lot um, in the playoffs last uh, in 2020 because of the bubble. Um, and then Milwaukee, I believe the year before that, kind of started it and just, I just feel like for experimental purposes or just to throw off the other team. Because you look at it, 2019, Justin Verlander won the Cy Young and he had your classic Cy Young type season. He won 21 games, mm-hmm. 2.5 ERA, 300 strikeouts. Looking at that, that says Cy Young right, right
0: there. Right, <laughs> that,
1: You don't have to that, look at that. That 20
0: that. number, 20 yeah, is that usually, that if that you can get to 20, number. that's automatic. Yeah. We, will we ever see someone get to 20?
1: Um, The way that it's going now, it, that would be really hard because, like we were talking about, like, you know, players getting taken out in the fifth inning, sixth inning, and there's still really a lot of baseball to play, and you really have to depend on... Your relievers to hold that lead for you. Or if it's tied, then you get no decision. (laughs) So, like, yeah, like the the ERA and the strikeouts matter, but some guy might, some some guy's going to win the Cy Young with a full 162 games, and he went like six and five.
0: But, if he his, had, but he if had run run too <laughs> If You get to that 250 strikeout or your earn run average is around two or less, less than yeah. two. If you get an earn run average less than two, then more than likely you will. And you're not really...
1: Um, I know, like, sometimes... May, and if it's not that starter, sometimes you might think it might be that reliever who has a high number of saves. Oh, um, yeah. You know, the last reliever to win it was... Uh, Eric Gagne. That was two
0: thousand three. Gagne over um, Trevor Immelman. Did Trevor Immelman ever win it? I don't know why that was in my head.
1: Oh, the uh, Padres. Uh, yeah. Closer? Uh-huh. Uh huh. He never won it.
0: He never won it. Okay. Uh,
1: and then the last in the AL was Dennis Eckersley in nineteen ninety two. So it's like it, it's not even. It's like the closer isn't as prominent as you think they could be. Or maybe they're not getting the kind of attention or it doesn't.
0: Even uh, Mariano Rivera never won no, it. He either. never won it. No. And he was first ballot unanimous <laughs> Hall of Fame. But never won a side Young.
1: Yeah. I don't even know if he, he ever finished second.
0: <laughs> you talk about a closer. Like when you came in, it was like, I, I think he's only lost... If he had, we'll say, 300 saves, he's probably lost four, five, or something like Some ridiculous number. Of, like, once he comes in, it's like, oh, that that's it. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, AO manager of the year was uh, the Tampa Bay Rays' Kevin Cash, who went back-to-back. Uh, that hasn't been done since, uh, speaking of Atlanta, since Bobby Cox did it in 2004 and 2005. Uh Tampa finished 162 on the season, and in the National League, it was the San Francisco Giants. Obviously, they had the best record in all of baseball. They were 107 and 55, and their manager Gabe Kepler won the award for NL Manager of the Year.
1: Uh, not, I'm not really surprised with the that Kevin Cash went back to mm-hmm. back, because I think it was this season was a different context. In 2020, Um, and for them to to come back around again and uh, and win the division and make the playoffs when it didn't seem like they would have, uh, you know, right? Like that, it would be like a World Series hangover.
0: It should have been. They they should have won last year. They really should have won last year. You take your best pitcher out again when he's just dealing. Snail yeah, Snell yeah. was dealing. And you take him out in the sixth because that's how your rotation is set up. <sighs> Definitely you, have a look back at that one.
1: I think you gladly trade winning manager of the year this year for a World Series last year by just letting him do his job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Kepler was the second San Francisco manager to win it. Dusty Baker won it three times. He won it in 93, 97, and 2000. So he's fallen in the footsteps of Dusty Baker, who led the Astros to uh, a World Series uh, appearance. And then the um, rookies of the year, um, Randy Arazarino. Arozarena. Arazarino. For Tampa Bay. So not only did Tampa Bay have the you NL know, um, the manager of the year, but they also had the rookie of the year. He batted two seventy four with twenty home runs, sixty nine RBIs, and his on base percentage was .356.
1: Uh very <laughs> well, I guess the based on how the how the rules go with rookies, because in twenty twenty he's the ALCS MVP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I mean, it was a Ben Simmons situation. But <laughs> Ben Simmons didn't play. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he played in enough games to be counted. Right, like he was on the
1: roster. Right. Yeah. but it was enough. It was. It wasn't enough games Ben's, for it to count as a full, full season.
0: season. I'm just saying. And, uh, and the NL Rookie of the Year was uh, from the Reds. Um, Jonathan India Uh, he batted 269 with 21 home runs and 69 RBIs and his uh, on-base percentage was .376 Uh, he was the first uh, second baseman to to win uh, rookie of the year since uh, Boston's Dustin Pedroia in 2007 so congratulations to him so looking at the Hall of Fame Ballot that just came out today There are 30 players on it There are A few players this is their last time Because they've been on it for 10 years That's Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens Kurt Schilling And Sammy Sosa We're going to discuss who should win Or who should be in it and who should not When we come back from break This is DNA Sports Talk This is 1100 AM, be right back
1: W.W.E. A.M. 1100.
0: Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Harolding from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson. Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy.
1: Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, (laughs) to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com once again you can shop murfinetti collections at murfinetti
0: join me for a minute i want you to hear something
1: sports talkity
0: welcome Listening to the Sports Shock Show, and I'm the Sports Shock Wayne Candy, the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge, and I'm your host, Mr. Controversy. Hello, and welcome to DNA Sports. I'm just Don the DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We bring the facts about sports. It's Sports Roundtable. I am your humble host, H O. Download
1: the Real 1100 app from your Google Play or Apple App Store today. Hey, Castro, go praise.
0: yeah!
1: And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE
0: 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Call in 404 603 8770. That number to call in. Once again, 404 603 8770. Streaming live on Meta, aka the Faces of the Books. something like that the the app (laughs) that has that (laughs) whatever zuckerberg gonna say uh before we went to break we were discussing major league baseball congratulations once again to all the award winners national league american league uh, golden grubs silver slugger mvps manager of the year Rookies of the year all of that and then we um four winter break, brought up the question of who is going to get into the 2020 2022 Baseball Hall of Fame because this is the last time that Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, and Sammy Sosa will be on the ballot. It's been 10 years, so they're going to fall off. Who gets in? I'll let you go. Well, I'll, I'll, beside who all gets in, of those four, who gets in? Well, it looks like the, the math.
1: <laughs> the math says Kurt Schilling because he was sixteen
0: votes short
1: last year. Um you know I
0: four hundred one um ballots, you need three hundred and one or seventy five percent to get in. Right. And he so, was two
1: eighty
0: five.
1: So with sixteen votes short, uh, I don't know what would change, but looking at his um his record yeah he didn't have that had that magic number as far as the number of wins uh he has 216 wins but uh a career 3.46 era um
0: mm-hmm. decent. decent 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 era decent. but
1: i think what is not being considered enough and just like with the mvp voting to where playoff implications aren't considered his playoff performance isn't considered enough. He has three World Series championships. Uh, He's a World Series MVP. He had the bloody sock. The bloody sock. So he has the, he has the. (laughs) He has the the, moment. He has the moment. He has the moment. If that, when, if, when that matters. Yeah. Um, And he took, even though like I, looking back, I don't know how this was such a beloved team, but they are, but. (laughs) He was the NLCS MVP for the ninety-three Phillies. Uh
0: that um it's Philly. They don't have too much to celebrate about. <laughs> <laughs> I am <mean, laughs> just saying they don't. I mean <laughs> right?
1: Oh see, bad. They, they moved it. You, they they moved I see it. they moved the button. Moved you trying to throw it. the hate
0: button at me. <laughs> it was hate though. But what all they got is the Philadelphia Eagles. We're, um world championship that's it that's all well, the, they had the Phillies submit. won one it was in 2008
1: but i i think with that team with all the all the mullets and just the those was just a ragtag bunch of guys but you know he has so he has an NLCS MVP um i'm not sure if he ever won a Cy Young
0: i think he had one i'm not sure but i um, think he had
1: one no, he never won, he a never won young. one. Okay, then no. So he has a World Series MVP. And he said NLS, N- NLCS MVP. MVP. Yep. Uh, he's got three World Series. He's right. six All Star teams. Yep. Um, he's won the Roberto Clemente Award. He's led the league in wins twice and in strikeouts twice. What
0: have you done for me lately? Because this is going to play a huge role into. Well, he's so close, but. Some of the things that he said recently in the last couple of years have wrong have rubbed people in the media the wrong way. So I don't know if that's going to be held against him or not.
1: In baseball, it probably it does it probably does because that is that so much <laughs> that's considered more than the numbers. playoff accomplishments. I mean, he, the regular season, okay, so so, but what about in the playoffs where he is where he is uh, he is he has been showcased the most but the relationship with the media that kind of stuff matters and and uh, stuff off the field matters a little bit more, more when it comes to the baseball hall of fame right i don't know if those 16 people will change their minds but you know yeah. normally would see when someone's close then you know i i i don't know if something goes along to where their their minds are changed change. but i but You feel like the percentages go up. You don't normally see the guys' percentage
0: drop. Draw down. Uh, First timers are: Carl Crawford, Prince Fielder, Ryan Howard, Tim Letchcom, Justin Morano, Joe Nathan, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, uh, Jonathan Papelbon, Jake Peavy, AJ Prezinski, A Rod. Jimmy Rollins, Mark Teixeira. Looking at those names, you would expect Big Poppy to get in, David Ortiz. And I'm going to say it, I, I think A Rod might. Only because of it's again, what have you done for me lately? He has been all over doing MLB network and um, the broadcasting for the last couple of years. So His image of him being a steroid PED cheating user throughout his history, (laughs) being suspended for it. It wasn't like Bonds where he never got caught. Even if you want to say he did it, he never got caught. A-Rod got caught and suspended for it. So that part of it is he shouldn't get in, but he has rebuilt his image. He's now part of the media. So to be interesting. I think that he could possibly get in. It's, it's possible.
1: Um, it just really depends on what kind of writers are in that room. What kind of voters are uh, in voters. that room. Uh, because they... So much of it, like... I'm looking at this article that has all the names listed. And, yeah, it's Clemens,
0: Bonds, and Sosa... Um, yeah. And why don't we mention Sosa? Like, Sosa was so far down on the list. He only had 68 votes at, like, 17%. He was right there among the Bonds and Clemens, you know, as far as the whole scandal with using stuff and everything.
1: I mean, there hasn't been that uh, something that looks redeeming with Sosa. Because it looks like Sosa went back home and out of sight out of mind yeah um i don't know what Clemens has been doing exactly but he's probably mostly stayed out of the public guy as well but because that's a name you know and you think about how great he was he's going to get some votes right. the same and with bonds kind of the same thing with Clemens, but he also was a hitting coach with the marlins for a little bit so he's gotten back into the game um and then with Schilling being on tv or radio but all the controversy like if it was just <laughs> if he was just like a baseball analyst just talking I, about it would baseball be it'd be different he would have been in a long time ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what i would do if i was major league baseball i would encourage the voters because it's their vote i would send out something saying wouldn't it be interesting if we put in shilling bonds clemens a-rod big poppy sammy like all the ones who have either been viewed as a cheater is a cheater and got caught it put them all in at one time and then be done with it so then you don't have to the next year. Oh, this person's not on the list. Should, should, should Big poppy Because if A-Rod ever goes in, how can you not say at any point Bonds and Clemens shouldn't have gone in? Well, I mean. You, because, you know what I'm saying? Because at
1: that point, you're running out of guys from the last 30, 30, 30 35 years. years to put in. Because you think they did steroids. Or, they, you know, there are rumors of okay. it. So the, it's it's gonna
0: you're running out guys to put in like then it becomes the hall of the very good and not the great
1: right and the guys <laughs> that have the records that you haven't taken away aren't in Bonds is the home run king why and he, and he may not be in the hall of fame because you think he did steroids did he do steroids probably yes, yes he did but can you prove I'm gonna it say, no I, I, that's why I'm saying probably <laughs>
0: <laughs> allegedly 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 allegedly. allegedly. allegedly.
1: Have some proof, or you got to <laughs> vote him
0: in. That's how I look at it. Um, so you would encourage the voters in that manner of look, unless it's been proven. You have to vote based on numbers because baseball is the only one that's the majority of the ones that are in a Hall of Fame are by numbers. If you hit 500 home runs, you're basically in. Yeah. If you have
1: 300 wins. 300 wins, you're but because in. because and then now with this
0: current era, you're probably looking at 250. It's 250. Right. 250. It's numbers. If you have this number, you're in because everybody else who has this number is in. This is the measuring stick. Where it adds, uh football is, you know, it's somewhat numbers. It's somewhat who you played with. You know that type of thing as well as um well basketball encompasses not just pro but your entire basketball career. Yeah, baseball, major league baseball is the only one that basically goes by the numbers when it comes to Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, they should I I mean, if I had a vote I, I would vote for those guys because you like so you're going to run out of guys to put in and it's the guys with the records that Aren't getting put in. The home run king isn't in. Isn't he? The guy who won seven Cy Youngs isn't in. <laughs> the guy with three World Series, Series championships. championships and the moment and and one of the most famous moments, moments in baseball, baseball history. <laughs> uh, you're not going to put him in, and you know, and you're and and those guys were are were superstars. And then with the the guys, kind of the the second tier after them you don't really want to put in either like right. this year on the ballot um,
0: well I wouldn't have a. actually I might not have a problem with Andrew Jones getting uh, he's fourth
1: the The numbers for him
0: it's his fourth year
1: the numbers for him
0: uh, well he doesn't have the 500 he only has 434 home runs but he won yeah. so many gold gloves
1: he won the gold gloves and he's probably one of the best defensive center fielders, defensive at, center fielders, fielders right. of all time right and if you're gonna look, if you're gonna look at advanced numbers for MVP and Cy Young, look at that for the Hall of Fame as well. If you're gonna consider all of that, so I mean, I would put in Andrew Jones, but people will find a, you know, trying to find a reason not to. Like Gary Sheffield, he's got that magic. He got 500 the five hundred. He's at five
0: hundred nine. He's at the five hundred mark. Why aren't yeah. we putting him in? Right.
1: <laughs> um, Todd Helton is at, uh, well, he hit three sixty nine, but and the, but what are what are you trying to count against him?
0: Uh, even Manny Ramirez. Mary, Manny Ramirez. Ramirez. 5.55. But again. What are we
1: counting against? Oh, that you didn't like him? You didn't like him. That's, yeah.
0: That's basically what it comes down to it. And again, Sosa had 6.09 and was in one of the, not just moments, one of the best home run chases ever. Him and Mark McGuire, like going back and forth. like.
1: And it, did he use performance enhancing drugs? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but you know who let that go on?
0: Bud Bud and where is Bud Bud is in the the Hall Hall of Fame Fame. come on man (laughs) Bud (laughs) Seely it'll be yeah I don't know how they're going to vote it'll be interesting but again it's no way A-Rod and I think even um, Big Poppy was allegedly yeah he was he was connected to it right so how can you put them in and not have Bonds Clemens or Sosa in you can't you can't
1: you they're either that you and it's kind of a i don't know if it's like a catch-22 or or some kind of conundrum where okay some of these guys may have appeared on a list in 2002 or 2003 where they tested positive at some point for something (laughs) but unless that list is produced and and proven now we're just going on speculation, and I I, that, I think that's clouded a lot of people's votes. That's I think that's I clouded agree. a lot of votes. And if he didn't like the guy, he ain't never getting he, get he in.
0: <laughs> He's get never gonna get, him. get him. and that's it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. That'll be interesting. Uh, let's go to college sports. So first time, uh, who since the. AP Top 25 has begun for women's basketball in 1976. They're going to delay the rankings. Ooh. First time since they started it. I'm sorry, the second time they've ever done it since 1976. They're going to delay the women's AP Top 25. Why? Because tonight, number one versus number two plays. South Carolina and played. UConn. They've already finished. They've now. already
1: played. South Carolina won 73-57. So I guess they were preseason number one, so they're going to officially be Being number one. one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yes, that's that's why it was delayed for the first time, or second time ever, so that number one and number two could play, and then they could decide. But yes.
1: I mean, if you're putting that early in the season, like, well, we want to get this right.
0: <laughs> so imagine getting the rankings right. Oh. Ah. <laughs> imagine that. Um, but yes, yeah, so South Carolina is the, will be the unanimous number one right now. And Don Staley going for uh, her second title. She won one. Should have won one probably a year ago two years ago now when the pandemic started because that team was number one, I want to say overall at the time and probably would have breathed. You never know what happens, but that was one of her best classes that she had probably since Asia Wilson left or even been there to win a national championship. So we'll see. On the men's side, uh, Gonzaga is still number one, even though their coach got... uh, Busted for a DUI. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, but yeah, they nonetheless they are still number one. But they haven't really played anybody. I think Alcorn and Bellemine, Um They got UCLA coming up, so maybe that'll be a, a true test of. Oh, yeah, um,
1: UCLA is number two. Um, yeah. So and then they they have UCLA tomorrow. They have Duke on Friday. Friday. So they'll 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 be tested early. Um and I, I didn't know UCLA was number two, number two. I, I probably there probably people who think they're back. Um <laughs>
0: the Bruins are always back. Depending it, on who you listen to.
1: It was them making the final four last year was one of the most unexpected Final Four runs. Uh it is. Yeah, it's so it's a place they always expect to be, but not like that. Not like that, right? <laughs> but I think with the, I didn't uh, Johnny Juzang
0: come back. I think so.
1: Um, so I know that's helped, and just based on how they how they play, how gonna, they play, yeah, yeah, they're gonna.
0: <laughs> Purdue uh, looks good. Uh, I watched the game obviously against North Carolina that they won. Yeah, um, that was North Carolina's first loss of the year, but they hadn't really played anybody. They struggle against. College of Charleston. I think I watched some of that that Carolina game, but and no. um,
1: they played an Ivy, an League Ivy team. League team. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Columbia or Brown, something like that.
0: It may have been, but yeah, Purdue beating Carolina um, and beating um, Villanova has them in the third spot. Third spot. Kansas is uh, fourth. They haven't really played anyone, but they I think they got Texas coming up this week. It's somebody somewhat decent coming up this week. But Gonzaga, as you mentioned, Gonzaga, Duke, and UCLA playing uh, against each other uh, this week will be a test of who's the, the best out of those top five. The biggest surprise has been Michigan um, losing two games this I year. It seemed
1: to be right after they gave Jawan howard that extension (laughs) um you know not to say that it's connected i'm not saying that but i think there there are some high expectations for michigan this year
0: it is they um they lost a close one to seton hall and then they got stomped by arizona Arizona. yeah they lost by 18 arizona so that I, was their last two losses. It's
1: interesting to see like Seton Hall come at, like some of these like the old Big East teams. Connecticut, yeah, con, uh, Connecticut. Early four and O,
0: Seton Hall three and yeah.
1: Back in the Big East, Connecticut, right. Um, but to see uh, Seton Hall and uh, there was there was another Big East team that was starting to come up. Um, I I can't remember. Oh, I think Xavier.
0: Xavier's right yeah.
1: now, so they're um, they're starting to that that conference is becoming. I don't. It's not going to be the reputation that it was, but no. it's still going to be um, a good conference, right? Good,
0: uh, good time to a good a good watch, a good watch. Yeah. And uh, staying with basketball in the WNBA, they have changed their playoff format, so now. It was a one and done in the first couple of rounds. Then you went to a best of three, then best of five. Now, yeah, it was best of three, best of five. Yeah, and the first two rounds were a one and done. Now they've changed it to, it will be seeding one through eight, which is good. Um, you still will have your conferences, but when it comes to the playoffs, it'll be best records one through eight regardless to what conference you're in. Like to see the NBA go to that, you know, so that in certain years you don't have all of the best teams in one conference playing in semifinals and conference finals, and then you play against uh, a Miami Heat team in a bubble that, you know.
1: That shouldn't have been there. That shouldn't
0: have been there. Right. (laughs) But
1: I think – But that was a
0: special case, special situation, though.
1: I think in the NBA – it's more it allows for more um, more intriguing more like entertaining basketball when it's by conference uh, because it, it makes those playoff series interesting
0: it does. leading
1: up to the finals I think in the WNBA because there aren't as many teams going the format of 1 through 8, eight. is more intriguing because the it doesn't matter with necessarily geography and, and travel. Not it won't matter all the time. Well,
0: it don't matter about travel because they don't get no travel they, anyway. They don't, yeah. they, don't, they don't get they don't travel. They should <laughs> like they should right. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: they but as far as like going from east to west yeah. doesn't matter. It may be you know Chicago to DC or
0: um, not. Only thing that could happen is uh, number one LA plays a number eight DC though.
1: That can, happen, that can happen, but that's if that's just based on the record.
0: Then you know that's how that's just what it is. But yeah, so what will happen in the first round is the the team with the best record will host the first two games at home, and then at Lower C has the third game. So in that situation, you giving LA a better chance if it's one and DC is eight. They get games one and two at home. They win one and two. It's over with. If DC were to win one of those, then you fly to DC for Game Three. That
1: I think that that format is more. It, it makes those those other rounds interesting, and it's and making it a best of three, and not just single elimination, right? Because you know you're. I think you, you got to be allowed to have one bad night in the playoffs for basketball. At least <laughs> what, you have
0: yeah, one. you can have one, and it not cost you the series, right? So yeah, I'm okay with it. it. At least it's something. It's better than what it was because that one and done was just was horrible. Y- you get in the playoffs regardless of where you are, seed wise, and it's just one game. Like it's major league baseball no.
1: And if you if you're adding games, I mean, I think that just adds more excitement to to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, that works in in college sports. The one and done the, with with the college with college right. basketball tournament. That that works there because. <laughs> they're 64 and now with the women's <laughs> tournament now there's 68 teams. Yeah. There's a lot of games. I think the, the WNBA should be still looking to I I think I I think eventually they'll get to at least best of 5 and then best of 7. For I think the, we'll eventually the get there. finals and semifinals. Hopefully.
0: So yeah, the first round will be best of 3. And then semifinals is five, and then the championships five. All championships in basketball should be seven games in professional. So hopefully it will get to that seven instead of five because even in a seven you can sustain a slight injury. Someone twists their ankle. The series isn't over. Like you, you miss maybe game. You play game one, you win. Candace Parker, for instance. Not saying, not wishing that, but. She sprains her ankle in game two for the Sky. Now that series would have been over. Now the Sky, like, hey, if she can come back by game five, we still have a chance yeah. because it's not a you know severe injury or something like that. So yeah, moving to this format is is much better. It's not quite there, but it's a it's a lot better to go with um, best of three, best of five, than a best of five instead of the one and done. So it's it, and um. NBA news. Um, somebody yesterday decided to throw them bows. Uh, <laughs> You're a guy. No. LeBron James Not my guy. decided to throw his bow fist and hit Isaiah Stewart, uh, who is the second year, I want to say, with the Detroit Pistons. And it's funny that the Malice in the Palace anniversary in, what was it, 2000. That Four? was 2004. Was just like a few days ago. <laughs> um, at the free throw line, LeBron takes his elbow hand and hits Isaiah Stewart above the eye and lip area because both of those started to bleed. And then uh, I think once Stewart realized what happened, and that's when they tried to pull him away, and then he tries to get loose and act like he's Derrick Henry rushing through. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> defenders to try to get at lebron i purposely listened to a lot of people today to to get their takes on it and at the end of the day my conclusion is it was intentional stop saying that it was an accident oh yeah, it was yeah. intentional um by like
1: having seen it and um uh if you're watching on facebook live that that's what you see right now uh yeah it was it was intentional intentional. i mean stewart is a is a physical player he's gotten into it with other forwards that he has to deal with on a nightly basis he's he's got to um he's gotten in Giannis's face he's gotten in blake griffin's face Mm -hmm. so i think he's a a young player trying to establish himself Uh, in this situation he did too much as far as his reaction because, after the fact. At, yeah, at, yeah, after the fact. Um, but I how
0: do it, you know? And this is my pushback on that, because man. I heard a lot of people uh that he should be suspended for his overreaction of afterwards. And people love saying NBA players don't fight. It was funny, um, reading what Gilbert Arenas posted about man. <laughs> he said what Gilbert like now he hey, don't want to get into he it don't don't with LeBron. Get into right. You seen LeBron fight? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Ne- never. Never 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 ever, ever come on ever. now but it is interesting that people want to suspend him for his overreaction when you're not in that situation you're in that situation and you know the most that ever happens is pushing down low as you mentioned he's gotten into it but for somebody to purposely hit you in the face elbow you in the face how do you know how you're going to react at that point in the heat of battle, on the court at that particular second, we're always talking about sticking a microphone in front of people's um, any athlete's face after a loss and expecting them to be gracious in defeat. That's hard to do immediately after they play the game, especially when it's at the highest level of an athletic event that they happen to be in. We talk about it in the NFL when it comes to the taunting and the celebrating. You work so hard to to be able to play the uh, um, sport that you love and you're supposed to dial it back so how can you say in that moment how you should react when somebody does that to you intentionally
1: it, it's a yeah that's it's a lot to, to ask for it's a lot to ask um, for that's all I'm saying but I think that more people have focused on Isaiah Stewart's reaction and not the fact that LeBron intentionally hit him in the face. <laughs> right. Um, you know, okay. Yeah. Like I said, Stewart a, is, a, is a physical player. And if you don't like how you're being boxed out, if he's holding you, that's not the way to, to react. Or maybe he was, you know, trying to hit him in the chest or something like that. But...
0: If he was trying to hit him in the chest, it would have been lower. It would have been. LeBron would, and he he knows. Like this is one of the smartest dudes. This is thank you. This is one of the (laughs) smartest dudes in the NBA. Don't give me that that he didn't realize he was up here. When you're jabbing with somebody down low, which is where you think you would do it, where nobody can see it, (laughs) if you're LeBron, you think that with your arm being all the locked down at a lower angle toward the ribs and midsection is where you would do it anyway so for it to be up that high to hit him in the face yeah he knew
1: yeah um and i think that it kind of an era that why i guess some people long for the the days of the 80s and 90s as far as the physical basketball is that a lot of times these players just don't like being touched in any capacity that's why they don't like the foul
0: calls either right
1: (laughs) they react to getting they you know they want to fight after getting fouled fouls are part of the game um the physicality of boxing someone out on a free throw is part of the game uh you know and if he's if you're getting boxed out then you know be quicker next time get like use your leverage right you know uh, um but to react with an elbow in that way, or even if you know you use the you know the the subtle elbow that the ref can't really see, that's, but and you got that's you know it. you get him in the stomach real right. quick to get, him to get you know I understand that right. But the what LeBron did was an overreaction, and then that caused the overreaction. Um, I don't think it's right necessarily that Stewart got two games and LeBron only gets one.
0: That's so low. Down. Like it was That's so disrespectful. That he, he
1: the, if, if he they both started got it, two games, he
0: started. Yeah, it like, should have been the other way around. LeBron should have gotten two. Stewart gets one. I wouldn't mind if, if they, they got, if
1: they both got two. If they both got two games, I wouldn't have minded that. Um, because Stewart, Stewart lost. He lost his
0: cool. Again, how do you expect somebody to react in that situation?
1: But even after like. If it was he came after him, they said, uh, then they, like, held him back, but he kept going. Like, this went on for a okay. few minutes. Like, it's our – like, we're – the Like, those, he, the he never are got hard. to
0: that calm down right. situation. It, it, let me it, that let never go. happened. Okay. So, it should be reversed then. Okay, you talked me into one game for Stewart. You talked me into that. But LeBron should have been at least three. I, I would go, and I would go for him two and, three, yeah and the problem the other thing too is he never said anything after the game aD said something uh, you know Russ said something Russ, Russ said, got some, of technical Russ said I, I'm more concerned about why I didn't get a tech. when you sitting up there squaring up <laughs> to go you at that up, man. you you instigating just as much as thank you but you know, LeBron not to say anything and I understand that he's supposedly allegedly wanted to get Stuart's phone number to reach out and apologize but after the game hey I want to apologize you know and he doesn't have a record a history of it I get it whatever it was still a dirty play that doesn't mean he's a dirty player it's still a dirty play it's intentional hey I'm sorry I didn't mean to gash that man <laughs> I want to reach out to him and apologize to him as well But I wanted to publicly apologize. It's real simple.
1: I don't know if we're getting that, honestly.
0: Well, no, but I'm saying that's what he should have done from the very beginning. It's been 24 hours and he ain't said anything.
1: He tried to, it looked like he tried to, like, help him up after, but Stewart was just so bad because it was on purpose. Right. (laughs) And now you go. to and now like with you like, oh my bad. Like, you know, it, it ain't no my
0: bad. My oops. I am bleeding. <laughs> 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 oh man. And I also got a problem with Ennis, Ennis Cantor jumping on LeBron. I'm I'm finna I done rip LeBron down now, I'm finna <laughs> build him up just a little bit. Uh about the whole being silenced on uh, um the China situation in Nike. Go to that man personally. Don't sit here and rip him and let that and be the only person you rip. The opportunity because they played they just each played other each Friday other.
1: and you just walk past him in the hallway. Like, come on, come man. Come on. Come on, man. It's, this is definitely just for show. If right. You're do that.
0: And why are you only going after LeBron? It's other players who are huge in the Nike business. You're not asking them to be silent or, you know, so upset with them. Yes, LeBron is the biggest name, but there are other big names with Nike that you can discuss.
1: The thing that's weird to me is that LeBron is such an easy target for something like this, but it's not like there's something he can. Um, it's not like he's the the well, like I said, he's not the only person who's part of the Nike family. And what do you what do you want from him specifically? You know, and it—not it, just with you know the the issues that Enos Cantor was talking about with with China and the and the labor and everything. Right. When the COVID vaccine was first being distributed, and there's the discussion about what's in it or should we get it and that kind of thing. There's the debate back and forth. Some congressmen, some like some politicians are talking about
0: jumped on LeBron.
1: It's like, well, I think LeBron should get the vaccine and that will make all <laughs> the black LeBron. people get it. Like, <laughs> why LeBron? Because he's the face of the NBA. <laughs> and the face of black people. LeBron. Right, right.
0: <laughs> None of us are allowed to think and say and do anything unless LeBron blesses it, apparently. Yeah, I don't I don't know. His <laughs> money over morals for the king in his canter. I'm like, man, come on. Not not saying that w- w- your stance and what you're saying is not valid. It's just how you're going about it.
1: Yeah, because I, I don't – you're not going to – like, are you trying to accomplish something or do you just – are you just poking hearing yourself He's just poking the bear. That's all.
0: He's poking the bear.
1: He, he gets at LeBron on, on the court whenever <laughs> he can, and it's been on different teams, of course, because – when he was on the Knicks, he got in LeBron's face. When he was playing for Portland, he got in LeBron's face. Maybe he's
0: pulling a Scotty Pippen. When he Maybe. got in
1: Oklahoma he was Oklahoma City, he got in LeBron's face. I'm sure when he had played in Utah, he I'm got in I'm telling LeBron's you, he's doing a Scottie face. Pippen. He just
0: trying to poke him at, you know, poke because it's easy to do. Like Pippen doing with Jordan to sell his book. Let me just keep saying stuff so I can, you know, promote this book. I don't know. Um, the Warriors' best record in all of basketball, fifteen and two, and Steph is hitting nine threes a game in his last what six? <laughs> I mean, it's just been unreal, and good to hear that Clay has been approved for full court practice now, making his return around maybe Christmas Day, yeah, possible, but definitely by the, the first of the year if there are no setbacks. Hopefully. Yeah.
1: Um- someone said December 20th uh their schedule to see
0: the game before Christmas day
1: yeah um yeah they play at they play at home against Sacramento and then they have a game against um Memphis and then at Phoenix on Christmas day so um they'll be coming off of a road trip I think they want to create that moment as well to have Clay um Make his first make his reappearance for a home game against a team that is really really bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he has torched them many times before. Yeah. So, um, I think I, I've seen that date in a couple of places, December twentieth. Um, but either way, it's going to be in the next few weeks.
0: That, that'll be good to see because uh, the Splash Brothers will be back in full effect. Fa- I've been impressed with how well Wiggins has been playing in the last few games. yeah, He's yeah. really found his rhythm in the team. Uh, we forget he was the number one overall pick a few years ago, but because of maybe not adjusting as well as we thought he would to the NBA and the type of play. Or I, I will say that Golden State makes it – once you learn their system of passing and movement without the ball and getting to your spot – it, it makes it easier to get into that flow.
1: This is the thing with with Wiggins. To me, I think it was uh, absurd expectations coming into the league. He was looked at as the next Kobe. You're right. Um, and he gets drafted by uh, Cleveland. You probably think, oh, I'm going to go play with LeBron and Kyrie. And then he gets traded to Minnesota. <laughs> Which I call Purgatory North. <laughs> that's beyond purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he—he's the guy. He's the face of the franchise, but
0: on an extremely young team. Uh,
1: yes, and could not live up to the expectations right. of of trying to carry a franchise. And I think that's hard for any guard to do,
0: unless you Anthony Edwards.
1: Right, and it well he's leading into it, yeah, and nah. because of his personality even no matter how bad <laughs> Minnesota may actually be, it's still exciting to watch Can him play. play. Um And then with, with Wiggins and then all of the you bring in Carl Anthony Towns and you have Zach Levine and then you bring in a new coach in Thibodeau and Jimmy then you Butler. bring in Jimmy Butler <laughs> and how I think Jimmy Butler he... Kind he kind of broke Wiggins, but I think he completely broke Karl Anthony Oh, Towns. definitely,
0: definitely. So
1: then that's that issue there. <laughs> and so he gets he goes to a, a situation in Golden State where basically he has the opportunity to rebuild himself with Steph being hurt and Clay being hurt. Draymond's in and out of the lineup. He has an opportunity to just go out there and play and then be on be with an organization that okay, we're not going to win right now, but we're going to win very soon. So, I think.
0: No expectations.
1: Right. When he got there. Right. When he got there. As opposed
0: to, like you said, the expectations when he came into the league, you were here, you expected to be here. Now you're at a team where you're the third option, fourth option, and there's low expectations.
1: Yeah. So, I think now he's. Like, he had 32 last night. And Mm. I think he just. He comes into. He's in a situation now where we do need you to to contribute, be a scorer, be a defensive stopper, and I think he's rebuilt his reputation as like he is a good player. A very
0: good player. Very good player.
1: Uh but I think because he I think he's flying under the radar now, which is probably something that he really he needed more he needed of that, more than that. Yeah. Rather than to be a superstar right off the bat.
0: I did not realize, because nobody's really talking about it, the Suns have won they what, thirteen and three and won twelve straight.
1: Let me look. I know they're on
0: a they're on a tear right now, and they're second in 12, the West. Yeah, twelve straight. Like nobody, everybody's talking about Steph and his amazing shooting, and them being fifteen and two. And second is the Lakers, obviously LeBron and his incident, and but their struggles defensively. That was the other thing. Like the way they celebrate after beating the Pistons, it's like they're one of the the Pistons worst they teams. won the worst team one game. One, <laughs> but. They finally play defense. So every, that's who everybody is talking about is those two teams. And here are the Suns on a twelve game winning streak and With are thirteen Suns, and three. It's
1: kind of spread around. Like it's not just Devin Booker scoring all the points. He's averaging twenty two, which is I think is a little that's below low, what he's low for him. We've normally been doing. Um Chris Paul is being normal Chris Paul. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um DeAndre Ayton is being more of a um, offensive threat. Right. Uh but all around I mean they have six guys averaging double figures and two more guys about 9 points a game. So I think because they're just they're and using they're their depth they're and all quiet. of their uh everyone is good. Like even Frank Kaminsky is averaging 10 points a game. <laughs> he was cut by the Suns or tra- he was traded. Traded by but- yeah. Play was on the Bucks, I think, for like five minutes. They cut him, so. something yeah. like that. The Suns bring him back last year. <laughs> he didn't play much in, in the finals, but I think that was more of a, a matchup thing. But he's been um, he's been important for them. And then them adding JaVale McGee, Gee. I knew that would be huge for them because if they had death behind
0: Aiden, this, behind Aiden, right, they would have won. They probably would have won. They would have the won. They They definitely <laughs> would have won the series. They were down to. Um, What's his name? What's the Crawford basically playing him at the center is Jay what they Crowder. were basically Crowder. Thank Crowder. you Crowder. Yeah. Crowder. yeah. They were basically down <laughs> to him playing center last year, Uh, the last couple of games. So of course adding JaVale McGee would be a huge upgrade. The other team that most people are not talking about quite as kept is the Clippers Uh right now. They they would be the fourth seed and then Paul George is playing great, Uh getting help from everybody a balanced attack with Kawhi still being out, which we don't know if Kawhi will be back this year. Well, he's supposed to be back, I think, March for a stretch run uh, toward the end for a playoff scene into the playoffs, but still.
1: My only thing is that I hate how that whole situation was handled because when he went down and they said out indefinitely, and with an out and definitely with a knee injury, like he has a torn ACL and they don't want to say it. And then it comes out after the season. Yeah, it was partially torn. So torn. torn. He could have. <laughs> I don't know that. if he had the surgery or whatever. Maybe like so many people were looking where he couldn't have the surgery sooner or something like that. Right. But I think that whole thing was mishandled. And I wouldn't be surprised if he missed the entire season. Uh, it, it could be. I know they don't really
0: want that, but I think Marge is a fantasy expectation. I mean it's a it's one of those things, yeah, it's possible, but that's a very aggressive, I say, expectation for him to be back middle I think end of March is what middle March, I think, or maybe end of March they said. Very aggressive expectation. Uh unfortunately, speaking of ACLs, uh in Cleveland, Colin Saxton, point guard, is gone for the year. Uh, yeah. they're right now nine and eight in this in the sixth spot and we're playing very well until he went down.
1: I'm not even so sure that he was really instrumental that hurt Oh, that hurt? Really? Well, or that important to the team. Wow, Shay.
0: Shay. I think they wanted,
1: They wanted to trade him. There are probably no takers.
0: Where they're now now well, because you don't know what not he's going to he you don't know what he'll be after the injury.
1: But I uh, just they haven't signed him to a um, long term. And yeah, they haven't signed him to an extension. I think that um, he'll be a restricted free agent or free agent after the season. I I I honestly think that because it was a torn meniscus, which can be um, depending on the tear, if you have surgery, you can be back sooner, or there won't be any adverse effects, or if you let it heal, it could be longer. So either either way, um, they they didn't really need him. Ooh, him and him and Ooh. Garland. While that looks, that sounds like a good idea,
0: it wasn't, wasn't really working. Um, other injuries, um, sad news. Michael Porter Jr. is dealing with a nerve issue that uh, in his back, which is scary. Yeah, he's he. Well, he's had
1: back issues. Uh, that's a scary thing. Going into Missouri, he had a back yeah. issue.
0: Uh, so hopefully, yeah. he can. Get that figured out. We don't want another I mean, obviously Kiss Chris Bosch was a blood clot, but anything serious with nerve and especially with the back, you just hope that he's he'll be okay going forward. Yeah. Uh in the East, the Bulls, twelve and five along with the Brooklyn Nets. So Chicago Bulls looking real good. Nobody had them playing this well this early. Not even me. Playing that well together.
1: Yeah, I think like It was it was interesting to what was interesting to me is like, how are these guys going to play together? Right. Because Levine and DeRozan, while they play the same position, essentially, they don't play the same way.
0: One is above the rim and Levine, but he's more of a three point shooter than DeRozan. DeRozan is a mid-range. DeRozan will
1: only shoot it sometimes. Very rarely. (laughs) Uh, but he he's more of a of a slasher. And I think the way that they have.
0: And with Caruso coming in playing defense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's going to come in to do.
0: And Lonzo Ball, too. And Lonzo playing exceptionally well. Shooting, uh, what, 46% from three, I want to say. Um, Let's see. For the year. I know it's, it's high. It might have dropped down. But he was around 44, 46% shooting from three. Forty-three percent. Forty-three. Okay, he's dropped a little bit now, but still over forty percent is exceptional for him, I, especially when he's changed his shot from kind of like a sideways to more. It was a in the a, like face, a left to right. Yeah. Um,
1: he, he straightened that out more, and um, I think part of it is like what they've looked at is we're going to lean on Levine and DeRozan to get our our buckets. Uh, there's not so much pressure on Vucevic to be a scorer.
0: And he's been out
1: the last few games. Uh, He's averaging 14 and 11. So more on rebounding and and defense. Lonzo Ball is able to play, um, be that playmaker, but I think he's becoming more, I think he'll get more recognized for his defense. Right. Caruso is just playing with...
0: Energy. Playing with energy. He had zero points the other night, but his plus minus was plus thirty six because so he had like five steals and seven rebounds. No points now. <laughs> 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 and then of course he showed out against his old team, the Lakers, who didn't have the money to sign him. They say. Well, LeBron didn't want him. Let's just. LeBron is a GM. No, think, he didn't have the money to. to I have think. Him.
1: I think it was more the money wasn't there. Like he I don't was willing think to it,
0: take a cut though.
1: He would have, I, I like. He was willing he, he to got take like a, cut. a $36, $37 million dollar deal over he, three, over four years. The Lakers were not going to pay him nine no, million they were, dollars a year. No,
0: they were only going to offer him two years, fifteen million, and he said he would even go lower than that. And they didn't. And they didn't want to.
1: Well, if they didn't want it, okay. If they didn't right. take it, then that's on them.
0: That's on them. <laughs> And now they missed that. But, but him got uh
1: and Derrick Jones Jr. uh oh, also providing some energy. Yes. Um I was wondering if was is Kobe White hurt?
0: No. He okay, played the other he's night. Only,
1: he's he's only played in four games. Uh I was, I was wondering like is he out of the rotation because mm-hmm. even the rookie uh, Desunmu, Sunmu has been getting um some minutes. It depends
0: on who they play against.
1: Uh so I don't I don't know how Kobe White figures into the long term his his long term future with the Bulls uh, because okay you bring in Lonzo Ball you bring in DeMar DeRozan I do where, where are the guards Back minutes going to be <laughs> coming Back up.
0: From? he'll be a he'll be a solid backup well then Caruso is taking those minutes off those bench minutes. It's, but it's 82 games so over the course they'll do some load management Billy Donovan. Uh, bringing Caruso maybe he you know Caruso doesn't play down the stretch this night maybe Kobe White does to give him some rest
1: but perhaps it's just you know trying to get back into the rotation um he's in a better situation than Marvin Bagley (laughs) say that
0: (laughs) who didn't want to go into the game didn't want to go into the game and then they fired um Luke Luke Walton after a fan threw up on the court literally like, well, literally, a fan threw up on the court. It wasn't what, because of all the bad play. But what somebody he had said during meetings.
1: that, when that happened, it was a 20-minute delay. And they were playing uh, They're playing Utah. Yeah. So during that 20 minutes, Quinn Snyder is talking to his team. I don't know if he was giving a pep talk or just, you know, trying to keep him focused. Luke Walton is just sitting there. Didn't say <laughs> a word <laughs> for 20 minutes oh, to his man. own team.
0: I know Sacramento fans are like, man, we should have had somebody throw up a long time ago. <laughs> we could have got Luke up out of here a long time ago. But, yeah, he, he's he gone. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, hometown Hawks are definitely, definitely glad to be home. They have won four straight at home, which is amazing. They're actually taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder right now, right?
1: They're up 12 in the third quarter.
0: All right. All right. So, yeah, it it's good for them to be at home. Um, I've seen a lot over the last uh, four games with them. Actually, um, by starting by beating the um, Milwaukee Bucks a little over a week ago, blowing them out, blowing the magic out. Um, tough game against the Celtics, one, that one. Great game against the Hornets and Mellow Ball, and phew, my goodness, watching Bridges in person is amazing. But, their movement is a lot better. They're, they're talking more on defense. You know, it, it's it's little things like that that when you're on a road trip and you start to lose, you start to forget those little things. You start to tell somebody to get on top of a screen or pass them off. But when you're home and you're starting to win and you're playing well and you're sharing the ball, then those type of things, you know, you do those more, which leads to winning, which is good to to see the Hawks start to do that. And the balanced scoring. I want to say the last three games, minimum of five players have scored in double figures. Um, one night they had five, four players with 20 and one with 22. In the other night it was like a couple of 16, a uh, 20, like 270. Like it's so, it's balanced. It's not Trey scoring 30, Collins getting 20, and that's it.
1: Yeah, when it's when it's uh if Trey's able to get if he has a high number of assists, it looks like the uh, the Hawks are playing better and that they, they have the, it's more likely that they'll win when he has high assists. If he has to do a whole lot of scoring and no one else is really scoring at that pace, then that's where they may struggle to. I mean, they they may win a close game or two, but they'll struggle to to finish games because then teams are just going to um are just gonna you know start doubling Trey at half court or something um you know more teams uh, I can't remember which team was doing it but I think teams are taking uh, cues from Nick nurse and running a box in one or a triangle in two right. defenses a lot of these guys haven't seen since high school
0: right and I think Boston was smart when they put Tatum on Trey. Long arms. But Trey was getting the ball out and other guys were making plays, which which helped out. So, And of course, they were still without Jalen Brown, so that's why they lost that game. But that was smart because when um, Dennis switched on him, that's when Trey could take over. It was at one point Trey only had like two points, but he had like eight assists. And the Hawks were up by like 14, I want to say. It was because of, again, the ball movement of, okay, we're going to take away Trey, but everybody else Got into the ball movement, seeing him do it, and not press. That's the other thing he didn't do. He didn't try and force a shot or press at that point. It was like, okay, they're trying to take the ball out of my hands. Let me get it to the next best option on this particular series. And I think that that's that's the only way that they're going to, um, I think they're tied for like uh, 10th in the playoff standings, but that's the only way they're going to get back into not only winning at home, but when they go on the road to continue to have uh, that type of play, to continue to win and be back in I the playoffs. I think for them, the,
1: the one move that they, they, they've tried it a couple times, they tried it with Rondo, it did not work. They tried to make Lou Will that guy. He's not that guy right now anymore. Um, and I don't know if it's working with DeLon Wright necessarily as far as that backup point guard.
0: Yeah some I don't know about.
1: And with and with DeAndre Hunter being out again, it might be time to sell as high as you can on DeAndre Hunter. And see if you can get a backup point a guard part. back, maybe a couple of picks.
0: Not you don't want to see what Sharif Cooper is gonna do?
1: Is he the answer long term as a backup point guard? Well, as far as trying to win, if, if they were in the Eastern guard Conference to, Finals last year, they believe they can get there again and so- maybe beyond this year. Right. It would be kind of a win-now move, but still kind of protecting your core. Right. So I think a move needs to be made in that regard. I mean, he's gave Kevin Herter the extension. Um, Cam Reddish will be up for an extension next year. Cam and, and DeAndre Hunter will be yeah, for next year. For next year. But maybe you can get something for one of them right now and still not really disrupt uh who you have. Yeah.
0: Okay. I can go for that. Uh college football, real quick before we get out of here. Um <laughs> Michigan State. <laughs> Forty-nine to zero and a half. You get drugged fifty-six to seven by Ohio State. Now you're making the committee look smart by continuing to have Michigan over you, even though you beat them. (laughs) The committee is like, see, we tried to tell you, Michigan State wasn't the answer. Oh, oh my goodness! Cincinnati did what they needed to do. They needed to drug SMU, which they did. I, I I don't
1: want. I don't want to say this because I was talking to somebody the other day. I think Notre Dame's gonna jump ah,
0: Cut your mic off. <laughs> don't do it. I don't wanna see it. Don't happen. do it. I don't, don't say see it. it. No. I don't want to no. see it. No Oklahoma uh, barely escaped. Auden, uh, what are you doing? I mean, we understand um, Bo Nix is out. He had to have surgery on his ankle, play with a broken ankle a uh, week before for a couple series, and Finley came in. But losing to South Carolina, I mean, yes, the rest, some bad calls. You got Rob, but come on, it's South Carolina. You made them both eligible. Like, come (laughs) on. Come on, Auburn. Now you got Alabama coming in this weekend. We all know what's about to happen, Uh, who barely beat Arkansas. (laughs) I don't care what anybody said; They barely beat them. I think
1: they're trying to play it safe until they get to Georgia
0: which they're both scheduled to be in the SEC championship game no matter what happens this weekend, but yes. Uh, so right now, top four would be, number one, obviously, Georgia. I would put Ohio State two right now.
1: And the AP, they're number two.
0: I would put them two right now. I would have Cincinnati three because they're undefeated and they needed a blowout win. And I would have Alabama number four.
1: I would have, I would have Alabama three and... Cincinnati four. four. Okay, but the way this going, like the, the way this committee is is acting, we'll see tomorrow night. They right, will put who? Notre Dame over Cincinnati. They better not. Even they better not. They Cincinnati better not beat Notre Dame. No,
0: no. The not. only
1: way that I, that I probably wouldn't be too mad about it is if Michigan took that fourth spot. But if it's we've Notre Dame, seen
0: Notre Dame we know what I know. they go- I, I I look I'm with you I'm with you I don't want to see Notre
1: Dame <sighs> see, the I anymore. my blood
0: pressure didn't go up or do not this show in there anymore and there you go at the end of the show trying to make my blood pressure go up it, it, I I didn't, I didn't I didn't I didn't pick them I didn't pick Notre Dame to be in the four but the but fact I'm that you' like, even bringing it up you putting it out there you putting the vibes out there to make sure that the committee says oh don't forget about Notre Dame I didn't even have to cue them. I I didn't have
1: to to prompt them to say, don't forget about Notre Dame. They've been looking. They've been looking at Notre Dame, just waiting for the chance. They're number five in the AP. And the only reason why they're behind Cincinnati in the AP is because Cincinnati beat them. That clearly doesn't matter to the college football playoff. (laughs) They might, they might put Notre Dame in, and I, I, if it was Michigan, I'm okay. But if it's Notre Dame, I will not be okay.
0: It cannot be Notre Dame. We've seen this sad story too many times. <laughs> but we do know it's a business. They do travel well, and it, it, all Cincinnati has to do is go undefeated, and Notre Dame does not get in. Whoever wins, whoever I, I don't wins, Ohio, that's enough. No, whoever wins, Ohio State, Michigan gets in, right? Right, Georgia's in regardless. They can lose to Alabama, and still be in. Georgia's yeah, in. Drop
1: to four. Jo-
0: Georgia's still in. Georgia's still in. Georgia's in. Cincinnati is a lot. I-, I look for them to go undefeated. Whoever wins the Michigan Ohio State is in. That fourth slot. That's where it comes down to. Does Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma? You know. No, I, Pac-, well, Pac twelve is completely out. They're 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 out. done. They're out. Does Does Alabama? If Alabama beats Georgia,
1: Alabama is then Alabama's Georgia. Georgia Georgia is is still in.
0: Yeah.
1: So really, the only the the really the only hope I think for Cincinnati is they need Ohio State to lose.
0: I think they went out there
1: and and well yeah went out, but also they need Ohio State to lose, and they need Notre Dame to lose. They need Ohio State to lose at any any point, whether it's to Michigan or in the Big Ten Championship. They need Ohio State to lose at some point. Mm, mm, mm,
0: mm. Uh,
1: I don't know who Notre Dame has on their left on their schedule. Or, or if, if Michigan wins, like, they need Michigan or Ohio State to lose, to lose. in the, I mean, whoa, well, that's going to happen. But, like, someone has to lose because they play each other.
0: And then in the um, Big Ten Championship game against... I forgot who was on the other side.
1: Was, I think they're playing Wisconsin.
0: Wisconsin or Purdue? Uh,
1: Wisconsin. Okay. Or it could be Iowa, depending on
0: okay. uh, their last name. Well, how that so. goes. <sighs> okay. Um, follow DNA Sports Talk on all our social media platforms. DNA Sports Talk on Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on Meta. <laughs> DNA Sports <laughs> Talk on Instagram, <laughs> DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. Reach us directly, dna sportstalk at gmail.com and check out our website dna We'll check y'all out next Monday right here on WWE 1100 AM. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA, where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on wwweam AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, Radio. where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.